Hello everybody, welcome to the Refiner's Funnest Podcasting. I'm glad to always have you. Welcome to the medium where the states of revival, intimacy and transformation will always turn the hearts of men back to God, you know, and we are trusting that the Lord will will consistently insist on us and um, that the Lord will not give up on us, that he will make his life ours and he will pour himself upon us in that over time we will effectively look like him. So the original systems orchestrated by God was such that there will be consistency in oneness and fellowship between divinity and humanity. But somehow, somehow there was an alteration or let me say a breach in the plans and arrangement of God for the human race or humanity. And and corruption was inevitable. Corruption stepped in and, and distracted this sweet process called intimacy. <laughs> corruption distracted and distorted everything. So uh, there was, and let me say there is, and there will always be a protocol to intimacy and uh, Yes, there will always be a protocol to intimacy with God. And this is such that men who have been able to master these protocols will be able to teach these doctrines to a generation or the generation coming. And so the idea of you um, knowing God is that you can be able to, um, just like an inheritance, communicate these oracles of God to the next generation in that um, the fear of the Lord will never cease. Okay, so in Joel chapter 1 verse 3, it said, tell your children about it. Tell your children to tell their children. You see, it's not, it can never end with you. He said, tell your children. That's Joel chapter 1 verse 3. Tell your children about it first then tell your children to tell their children about it so the oracles of god must be communicated from a generation to another the, the idea is that um the heart of men will consistently be aligned with god you see the problem that has stepped in and disturbed us over time is that oh a generation will come who will not have the fear of God in them and why is this it's because um, the generation that preceded them weren't able to communicate accurately the oracles of God to them so the oracles of God and all the spiritual history God is trying to build with you is not for you and will never end with you but that your lineage can learn from you so <laughs> oh wealthy man <laughs> I know you're very rich while you are uh, drafting what do you call it now your will when you're telling your lawyer to write your will are you also conscious of the fact that you have to give God to your children Kai Kai 
Are you also conscious of the fact that uh, godlessness is a, is a sickness? And if you want your children to enjoy your will, you must also give them God. Are you conscious of this fact? So while we yet fellowship, or while the first man was yet laboring in fellowship with God, the idea was to come in oneness with God. And in oneness you are sharing in everything the other party has, my God. So, <laughs> in oneness, you are sharing in everything the other party has. My God. So, I think this is, this is a, a unique mystery of marriage. So, <clears throat> in thoughts, in actions, in words, in burdens, and so on. You're sharing, I mean, in everything. So, it gets to a point um, in your relationship with, with, with God that you begin to think <laughs> like God. <laughs> You begin to act like God, and the words proceeding from your mouth is actually the exact words of God. You see, so <clears throat> in burdens, and so you you begin to partake in in the in, in the heartbeats of God. So you begin to share the burdens of God. You begin to share in the burdens of God, and and by this God, God makes you um, a, a, a very important vessel. So. You, you come into total into the totality of everything the other party had ever represented. So the burdens of God is extremely vast and so bogus that there is and will be no room for active. But it's so pathetic that this is where the church and the believers of today are. A Christian is extremely so concerned about activities and functions and it has gotten to the point where the agency of the Holy Spirit has completely been eradicated from our gatherings. My God. The burdens of God is just too too vast. See, it's way beyond your normal church activities. <laughs> it's beyond your church activities. It's beyond everything. It's beyond um doctrine is beyond exegesis is beyond a patterns Hi. he told them he said tarry tarry in jerusalem i will send you a comforter in other words i'm going to send you another instructor you see i'm here i'm the one giving you instructions but another instructor is coming and this guy his way is different see there's nothing a believer can do without the help of the Holy Spirit. So, you wake up in the morning and you want to go about your normal routine and the Holy Spirit will counter everything. The Holy Spirit is not your spirit. He is the third man in the Trinity, the third person of the Trinity. So, he is a spirit of God. He such deeply the, the, the secrets of God. You need, you need to understand this. So when the Holy Spirit brings the burdens of God to your heart, it's beyond activities. So it's that you, you, you begin to share with God. You begin to share in everything that God shares or God has. So the church has lost it. Sincerely, we are so concerned about activities from Monday to Friday. 
Friday to Sunday. Man, what are we doing? See, every Christian is just concerned about functions and men. And, and the Holy Spirit is not in view again. And how do you say that you are Christ-like and you're so overwhelmed with frivolous acts? And come on. And um, and Jesus said in in, 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 in in Psalms chapter sixty-nine. I think I think David was trying to quote. The, he, he said, "For the zeal of my father's house has consumed me." And the reproaches of those who reproach you have fallen on me. So this was a burden. This was a burden. This was a burden about the heartbeat of God and as such he he was always busy with revealing and um, manifesting the heartbeat of God coming to um, to, to, to manifest it so the burdens of, 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 of the heartbeat of God comes upon a man and it will drive you into a place where the spirit of God overwhelms you with the interpretations and the protocols to enact the realization of the burdens of God. So, in Mark chapter 1 verse 12, and the Spirit drove him into the wilderness, and the burden of the Lord came upon him from the baptism, and the Spirit drove him. What, 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 what could make a man have stayed in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights? What on earth? Remember it was a man. So, the Spirit drove him into the wilderness. So, this was the case of Jesus Christ. And we say Jesus is our model as Christians. And why is it that our churches in our synagogues have been powered by doctrines, patterns, fleshly desires, and power to sell outside the doctrines of Christ outside the spirit of God so for 25 years a doctrine has been making so much wave in the church and the members have and cannot grow because doctrines have framed their mentality and they don't understand what it means to be moved by the wind of the spirit so someone will be in church for 40 years 100, 50 years. <laughs> and you check the life of this believer. You cannot trace anything about that believer that is um, in line with the Spirit of God. So all you can see in that believer is doctrinal exegesis that has been crafted into his or mind for the past 50 years. So all you could see in that man is power to sell, how to be or assume a certain position in church. All you can see in that believer is, uh, my God, where, where have we gotten to? Where have we gotten to? So in Luke chapter 2 verse 37, the Bible speaking of a prophetess I love so much, Anna. 
It says that she was in the temple fasting and praying for the for the redemption of Israel. So the burden of God came upon her heart. You see, the fasting is not even the problem. The Bible says that she spent all her days in the temple fasting and praying. Ah, see, when you when you when you begin to interpret the burdens of the Lord upon your heart, you will know that most of the things you've been doing was out of foolishness. Out of foolishness. So the Bible says she fasted, she prayed, and she labored in the spirit just for the redemption of, of Israel. So what was the redemption of that Jesus Christ be manifested? to the earth realm. So, oh church, what is the labor of the Spirit of God to you in regards to the burdens of God? So, you now enter a church and you now you trace, you trace the burdens of God you can't see. You can't see the burdens of God. In the church, there's no, there's no labor in the Spirit. There's no prayer. There's no intercession. There's no, there's no word. That There's just nothing. Everybody is concerned about. In fact, the, the church has been turned into an entertainment scenario or in an entertaining scene because the power of God has left the church. If the Spirit of the Lord is not in church, there is no power. There is no power. So, are we carried away by uh, denominational patterns and doctrinal exegesis? You see, a people with the burdens of God should be concerned about the labor of the Spirit of God to them towards betting the results of the heartbeat of God for the realization of the burdens of God. So, enter into the labor of the Spirit and be eaten up. With the seal of the potence of God. So this is just a counsel to you. You see, there is there's been a great deviation, a great deviation from the ordinances of God, the genuine ordinances of God. So everyone now wants to do what they feel they should do. Everyone now comes to the body with an assumption and then hoping and feeling this is what I think told you you should think about no it's not what you think is what the spirit of the lord instructs so in that day the bible says and the and the spirit came and he said separate unto me paul now now how many of us how many of our leaders how many of uh, of our groups still pay attention to the beatings of the spirit of god see there's been a great deviation there's been a great deviation so there is nothing like fellowship. There's nothing like oneness. We are we're just acting according to our own fleshly, lustful desires. So you're in church. A believer is in church and then wants a preacher to preach to suit his or her feelings. So now preachers don't want to lose members. And all they do is to compromise the, 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 the messages from just to please people, just to keep people in church. When last did you open your mouth to tell somebody 
to tell a member as a preacher that he was wrong no matter how much you contribute to the gathering why have we gotten to this place when it's put away darkness are rejoicing but there's no power again in church how did we get here I sincerely pray that the Lord will help us I pray that the Lord will empower us because um, a lot is wrong a lot has gone wrong in child of God I sincerely beg on you don't be fake labor with the spirit labor in the spirit of God to stay real and true for him and I trust that the Lord will bless you. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you. I'm your host, Ebenezer Bassett.